And so the most memorable part of my trip was when I got robbed, which none of you guys knew until after I got back in state. And I was like, hey, guys, this is my new phone. I got robbed. And you guys were all like, whoa, wait, what happened? This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. All right, so today I have one of my best friends here with me. Do you want to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hi guys, my name is Nancy, and I've known Yon for like over four years now. Well, I want to clarify, you're not... The last episode, Nancy. You're Nancy D. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. She knows another Nancy, too. Sometimes I send the wrong message to the wrong Nancy, and Nancy would be like, is this for me or the other Nancy? It happens to me a lot, and it happens to me with a random number, too. And they're like, wrong Nancy. And I was like, but how did you get my number? (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about how we met first. Because today is like a Friday Friends episode, so it's very casual, just talking about our life. Um, Do you want to tell them all how we met? Yeah. Well, like how all we, like you, me, and Annie met, or like just in general? Yeah, just like the whole story, I guess. Okay, so we all did this thing freshman year called Cornerstone. Um, It's basically like a general education thing where you can knock out all of your core classes so you don't have to do it later on. So um, I met Annie the first semester of fall year. It was 2015. Mm -hmm. And then um, I didn't meet Jan until spring semester of 20. That's a lie. Really? (laughs) That's a lie? That's a lie. Clearly. (laughs) What? I met you guys on one of our field trips to the museum. Okay, girl. I don't remember a lot of things that were going on. That was the first initiation. I like went up to you, Annie, and Aubrey, I believe. Or was it somebody else? But I no, went I up to it was Aubrey. We hung out with Aubrey uh, a lot the first semester. Yeah, and I just like literally, I don't even know why I did this. Like I'm not usually the type to just go up to a random group of people and be like, hey, but I did. And that's how I kind of like got to know you guys. I was going to tell about how we really got to know each other, which is spring semester, when I met you, and then we had a class together. So then Annie and I had to do, um, we were planning a spring break trip, and we were thinking about cruises, but then we had an issue with cruises because you had to be 18 or older to get, like, a room, but none of us were Wait, wasn't it 20-something? Oh, actually, yeah, sorry, 20, sorry, I wasn't, was I 18? Oh, no, I just, you weren't. Yeah, so um, you had to be 21 or older. So we were trying to find people that were 21 and older to be with us for the cruise thing. Then we couldn't find anyone. <laughs> so we, I ended up suggesting Disney World in Florida. And Annie was like, okay, but we need at least, like, one more person. And <laughs> naturally, in my head, I just thought of Yawn. So I was like, let's ask Yawn. And then Annie was like, okay, do you think she'll say yes? Because she's like, because we don't know her that well. And I was like, I don't know, but it's worth a try. So then I asked you, and you immediately said yes. And I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, wow, you, like, don't know me that well. <laughs> like, besides classes, that's, like, all you know me. And then you're willing to go on, like, a five-day trip with us. And I was like, okay. 
I remember we weren't actually supposed to be in the same class, but we got our classes mixed. Like the program decided, or not decided, but got our classes mixed up. And so we were all sent to a different professor. And that's how me and you got into the same class. Do you remember that? Yeah, I have major beef with Cornerstones because they have totally changed every single one of my classes, even the class for like the last semester, which I was so pissed at first because that was like the semester where we had class all together, like every single class together. And I was like, if they switch me for this class, I'm going to be so pissed. And then they did. And then I literally went to the advisor and I like screamed and I was like, please take me back. As all my friends are in that class, you guys switched me for every single class. I was like, I don't have the patience for this to be lonely again. <laughs> and then after I got to know you, it was only like two, three weeks of like knowing or being in class with you and then kind of knowing Annie because I had a class with Annie um, the semester before, but I really didn't really, I didn't really talk to Annie. Like she sat in front of me and we didn't talk to each other. Okay. You want to know how I met Annie? I was going for recruitment because I was like, I don't know anyone um, at campus. And my roommate was a diver. So she was out literally a week before school started. So she was out every single night with people. And I was just alone in my dorm. So I was like, I need to get out and make friends. So I decided to sign up for recruitment. And then Annie sat in front of me. And I was just like, she looks like she would go out for recruitment. (laughs) So I literally was like, are you going out for recruitment? And then she was like, yeah, I am. And then um, that's how we ended up actually in the same recruitment group totally by luck, I guess. And then um, we ended up in the same sorority. And then Jan ended up in the same sorority later on. Yeah, no, I remember um, when you guys were going through recruitment, I had Annie on snap already. And then like, yeah, that was a time when she and I were in the same class, but we didn't really talk. And she was like, you should go out for recruitment. And I was like, no, like, I am not the sorority type. I'm not going to go out for recruitment. And then during recruitment weekend, I saw her snaps. And it was just like all of you and like, you know, you know, you guys going through recruitment and stuff. And then you guys ended up in the same sorority. And then after that semester was over, like the end of fall semester, I literally didn't really talk to Annie at all until I was in a class with you. And then a few weeks later, getting to know you, you asked me to go on a cruise or not a cruise. Well, first a cruise, but then Disney. And I agreed to go to Disney with two people I barely know, like two, three weeks in. And now we've been friends for four years. I know. Wasn't it a great spring break trip? I think that was like the most fun I've had on spring break trip. Yeah, I actually had so much fun. It was like crazy that I, I can't even believe I was like, all right, I'm going to go on this like trip with two random people I barely know. And I was actually really nervous, but everything turned out really great. And I really had fun. And I wish I could go back again with you guys. We haven't taken a trip together in so long. I know we need to do another trip. This time, maybe, I don't know, where are you thinking? Well, we did have plans. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know the whole coronavirus thing was going to really hit us this hard. I know. It's a good thing we didn't buy our tickets yet. But that's how this friendship got started. The next semester or the next year, um, I went out for recruitment. And I remember when I went out for recruitment, I always went home back with you guys, even though I wasn't supposed to. (laughs) 
I felt like we were like dirty rushing you. We were rushing you for the past like year before you even went out for recruitment. Because we were always like, go Pi Pi, go Pi Pi. I mean, we were joking most of the time, but then you actually ended up with Pi Pi. Yeah. And then after like the whole week of recruitment was over, I found out I was in Pi Pi with you guys. <laughs> I know. Because I was just like, okay, Jan, go with an open mind to whatever place you feel like is the best for you. And <laughs> you still ended up in Pi Pi with us. No, but it's funny because the night before bid day, um, I remember we were all in the kitchen and then Annie was like, oh my God, Yon's not going to be in Pi Fi. She's going to be in this other sorority. And I was like, w- and like, I think all of us really thought I was going to go, like, I was going to get a bid from them, but I ended up getting a bid from Pi Fi and then I just ran home to you guys. See, I feel you there because this is what I told myself the day before bid day. I, I told myself either I'm going to get into a sorority I really like. I mean, I like Pi Pi too, but I mean, there was a sorority at the time I liked more than Pi Pi a little bit. It was the same sorority that I thought I was going to get in. Yeah. And so I told myself either I was going to get into a sorority I really liked and felt like it was going to be a good place for me, or I would get into a sorority with my best friend, well, like one of my best friends. So then I would feel comfortable there anyway. So I was just like, either way, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> Are you going to tell them how you ran home? <laughs> Um, Annie is really a win-win. So excited because she wanted Pi Pi so bad. She was ahead of the pack, like running. And I wore flip flops that day, and I was low key kind of sad, like you. (laughs) So I was kind of just running, but like slowly running. (laughs) I yeah. I mean, it was still a great day because once I got to the bid day room, like everyone was like so excited. So like, yeah. Honestly, I. Looking back, like, I wouldn't change a thing. I love the girls in the other sorority, but honestly, like, the best friends that I have now, like, those friendships wouldn't have formed if I went to the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally understand. And then also, like, I feel like if I went to the other sorority, I probably wouldn't talk to Annie as much as I did. To be honest, then I would have been like with the sorority a lot and then um, Annie would be with hers. So then I, yeah, so that's why I feel like, like why we're all so close now. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like even the day before bid day, I thought about like how both of you guys were already in Pi Fi. And then if I went to the other sorority, obviously, like I would love to make new and like new friends and stuff like that. But I I don't know how that would work out that much with you guys in Pi Fi and then if I was in another sorority you know so I think everything just happened for the right reason it really did I feel like everything happened for the right reason and then we ended up making more friends in our friend group and then we ended up expanding beyond just like you me and Annie and then we have like a bunch of other friends like Rachel Janie and then even Anna who ended up in Pi Fi also (laughs) even though she was so slow she ended up walking with another group (laughs) but yeah that was our college experience with our sorority today we are going to talk about a few different things I wanted to talk about your post-grad experience um your Cuba trip and then also I wanted to touch on toxic relationships first I want to ask you how have you been you know with this social distancing um I've been pretty good because you know my boyfriend's coming over every day but I mean it's just me and him so we're not seeing anyone else as in friends or like besides his family and my family so I mean 
I feel like it's good in that sense, but I'm also really sad because I can't see you guys because I don't want to get you guys sick or like in case or anything like that. I mean, I don't think I'm sick, but just in case. Yeah, I know. It's just precaution case, but I feel like it's like, when is this going to be over? I just need to see my friends. (laughs) I know because I heard it might last till July or August and I'm going to be like, my whole birth month is going to be gone and then I can't go out. And I was just like, no clubbing because like they closed all of DC, like restaurants and bars. I'm like, I can't do anything. How has your post-grad life been? What ha- what are you up to now? Okay, right now I am working two jobs. So I'm working at Ulta and then I'm also working on campus. But right now I'm working on campus remotely since, you know, campus is shut down. And um, mm-hmm. Ulta is shut down right now, but they're opening up in a few days. So I should be working again soon, hopefully. That's what I've been doing so far. Um, I have classes as usual, but they're all online. And honestly, I feel like they're easier than undergrad classes. What are so, you getting your master's in? I'm getting my master's in global affairs. Um, and then I have a specialization in conflict and security. What made you choose that? So I... Um, majored in my undergrad in global affairs as well I'm very predictable but um I had a minor in conflict uh resolution and analysis and that's why I decided to go with um a specialization in conflict and security so do you have like an idea of what you want to do because you're gonna graduate next year right Mm -hmm. so I actually looked into um maybe working for the department of defense I applied for it um they have responded. They said they're still like um, going through all the applications, um, but with the coronavirus, it's been delayed. So they're like, we'll let you know within like mid-April. So I'm hopefully waiting to hear back from them um, since the person like reached out to me specifically. So I'm like, maybe that's a good sign. I'm not sure. Um, I was looking into the state uh, Department of State, but I'm not sure yet because right now all that's open is the consular fellows and that's like going abroad. and they want me for like to go to China <laughs> because um right now they're looking for a lot of uh, native like Mandarin speakers and um Arabic speakers. So they're in high demand for that because I got like a request from someone on LinkedIn from um the State Department. They asked me for it um to like apply for it. Do you remember when we had to um take a language class? So we like opt in to take like a test so that we can opt out of like the language courses but we didn't pass the advanced so we had to go to the intermediate class and then the next semester you found out you need six more credits so you downgraded do you remember that well actually it then turned out to be eight credits and I was like there's no way I'm taking another Chinese class so I went from Chinese I think it was 300 310 Mm-hmm. and then I went to like 200 and then I went to 100 and then I was like no more Chinese and then I went to French and then I was just like man I wish I was back in Chinese because it was so easy and all the teachers were asking me like why are you in this class you're you're like a native speaker I was just like yeah, but I need credits for this I feel like you would have gotten like a good grade like I think you would have passed the advanced class if you went up too because like I feel like your Chinese is a lot better than mine yeah, but the only thing is um, I needed, like, nine credits of language. I thought it was six at first, and then after I took my last Chinese class, they were like, just kidding, you have another three more. So um, I don't think I would have been able to keep going up because I think the next one was advanced, but then after that, it's, like, different, like, Chinese classes, like, uh, Chinese, like, film, like, that you took and, like, other oh, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just focused on learning Chinese. So I was just like, that seems really hard. Nancy, you should have taken Chinese film with me. It was so easy. No, all the video, all the movies you watch were really sad. I don't think I could watch it. Then I I would see your snaps and it would always be you late at night crying. And you're like, this is so sad. And like, that's the recurring thing with Chinese like movies and shows. A lot of them are like tragedies. And I, I need something that makes me happy at the end. Yeah, actually. But the thing is, like, one of the movies that I watched for my Chinese film class is called To Live. And it was the most saddest movie I've ever seen. I remember I snapped you guys so many times when I was watching that movie for class. Like I had tears coming down my eyes. I was bawling because it was so sad, but it was like such a good movie. So I think you should watch it. I know. I think I think I looked up the synopsis after like you were crying because I was like, what movie is she watching that's so sad? I mean, the title sounds really sad, <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm just like, no, I can't get emotionally invested in like a movie that I'm going to like and then it's going to be sad because that's what happened to me with this Chinese show. I was like totally invested. And at the end, it was so sad. And then I was just like, I can't watch another show for like yeah. another few months because I'm just so sad about it. Well, I don't know how we got into that conversation, but I'm so happy that you applied for those positions. I'm like really rooting for you. Thank you. I'm really hoping I get it soon so then I can get my own apartment. (laughs) Recently, with your master's program, you actually went to Cuba. So do you want to talk a little bit about why you went to Cuba and your whole experience, the whole fiasco with Cuba? Oh, yeah. So um, for one of our classes, it's Skloa six. Oh, so sorry, Skloa seven ten. We have to go traveling abroad, so it was between either winter in Cuba, like our winter break for Cuba, or um mm-hmm. summer break for Budapest. Which is a good thing I didn't go because they canceled all trips to Budapest, so I would have been kind of screwed if I did choose Budapest. But I ended up choosing Cuba because I was like, oh, it's going to be nice and warm. (laughs) I can escape the cold weather here. So I was like, I'm going to do Cuba. But I actually almost didn't go on the Cuba trip because I was locked out of my um, Patriot Web account. So I couldn't send in my transcripts. And um, the professor I'm working for, she actually reached out to me the day like of the deadline. She was like, do you want me to extend it for you? And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, yes, please. And um, so she extended it for me and I was able to go on the trip, which Matthew and I always joke about because I'm like, if I didn't go on the trip, I wouldn't have met you. And then I, he was like, I would have been all alone during this quarantine. And I was like, same. <laughs> but um, it was really nice, actually, because when I went to Cuba, it was like, super nice um the food there is a little bland (laughs) always the same like my um whole group that went with us like we always joke about it we literally have a group chat called rice and beans because that's literally all we ate (laughs) so I'm like sick of just rice and beans but um it was pretty good and then um it's mostly class and then we also got days off where we could just hang around um especially like the afternoons and so the most memorable part of my trip was when I got robbed, which none of you guys knew until after I got back in state and I was like, hey guys, this is my new phone. I got robbed. And you guys were all like, whoa, wait, what happened? Because one thing about Cuba is that they don't really have Wi-Fi. They have certain locations 
called Wi-Fi like hotspots where you can go. Um, usually it's in like hotels, sometimes like local parks. But the thing is, you have to pay for the Wi-Fi, so like, and it's really slow. So that's why I was like, I couldn't even contact you guys because, um, when I got robbed, they took everything. <laughs> like they took my phone, they took my passport, they took my license, my credit cards. Um, they took. Well, my money, which I didn't really care about because I mostly wanted my phone. <laughs> and then they took my Mason ID, too. So they just took everything, including my bag. And so I couldn't, like, talk to anyone for a whole week. And I was just really sad. Like, I couldn't even watch Netflix because I didn't have my phone. So I was just – I would just be staring at the ceiling at night sometimes because I'm, like, I'm so bored. And the only thing that got me through was my Apple Watch, which I had pre-downloaded podcasts. And the only podcast I had downloaded was your podcast. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep listening to Jan's podcast, which was really nice because I really missed you guys and it was nice hearing your voice. So I was just like, at least I can listen to Jan's podcast and I won't be bored. So that's literally all I listened to for the last week. <laughs> how was, um, how did you feel after, you know, that whole incidence of getting robbed? Was it at night or where were you? Yeah, so we were at um we were close to like a main street so we were literally off the main street where like there were cars and stuff um and we just finished dinner it was like 7 p.m so it wasn't even really dark out it was like still light out and so we were just walking back we were like almost back to our place almost like we had one more block where we would take a left and we would go down straight to our place and Mm -hmm. it was really ironic because um me and my friend that both got like we both got robbed um we were both talking about something scary (laughs) like when we were walking because like she was talking about like how um we have to be like how you have to be careful in DC and stuff like that at night because she was telling me how she had a friend who ended up getting um stabbed in DC yeah Yeah, because um there was this guy that was like he said something to her and she actually said something back. And then he apparently didn't like that because the next thing she knew she was getting stabbed. And right after she was telling me about that, she screamed and I was like a little bit ahead of her. So I was about to go, why the hell are you screaming? Because that's going to scare me. And like, before I can even react, someone like grabs me from behind and the first thing going through my head wasn't that I'm getting robbed. It was more like I'm going to get kidnapped. So I was more so like focused on protecting myself from getting kidnapped. So I was like holding on to myself. And then the person like I think they had like a knife or something because they cut my bag strap so easily and they just took off. And then I was like, I was in shock for like literally a second because I was like, I just got robbed. And then the first thing in my mind after that was, give it back to me. I literally chased after them. Like I was like screaming at them and like calling them like obscene names, which I won't say on here because you know this is a family podcast. Um, Anyways, so I was chasing after them. I was literally so close to getting towards them, but then they ended up going towards this like secluded area. So my friend was like, Nancy, just stop. Cause she was like, we don't know what they have with them and stuff. And she's like, and it's just us too. So then I was just like, okay. And then after that, I realized I literally put my phone in my bag, like minutes before I like um, got robbed, which sucked because I realized I didn't have pockets. So then I was like, oh, I'll just put it in my bag. And I was actually scared of getting robbed. So 
I had my bag like on at the crossbody. So like I was like if someone was to grab my bag, like I would have it around my body rather than like, you know, off the shoulder, which would be easier. And I was like, and I still ended up getting robbed. So then after that, like we were like, what the what are we gonna do? And then my friend like just started yelling police in like Spanish. And which was like really it was actually kind of weird because we actually had a like a crowd of people watching us as we got robbed. So they were just watching. Yeah, and she was pissed because she was like, all these people are watching us and they didn't do anything. But then there was this really nice uh, man from Venezuela. He came up to us and he spoke a little bit of English. So he like really helped us out. Like he like managed to find like a um, find someone to let us borrow his phone to like call the police and stuff for them to come over because we had to file like a police report and stuff. So like he managed to like translate and like my friend, she did most of the talking because I like didn't know what to say. And then um, when she didn't know what to say, I would be like, I'm just going to say French because I know it's kind of close Spanish. So when she didn't know the words for it, I would just yell it in French. And then the guy would kind of get it. And then he'd be like, okay. (laughs) It's a good thing my strategy worked. But yeah, it was a wild night because like the whole time the police came and they wanted to take us to the police station. But we were like, no, no, like we don't speak Spanish at all. We're like, take us to like the house first because our professor there speaks Spanish and she can like translate. And like, it was really hard because they got us in the car, but then they start driving and we're like, where are you guys taking us? Like, are you are taking us back there? And my friend was getting really like panicky. And I was like, we were like, we need to go back to this place. And then they ended up taking us back there. But like, it took us like a whole like 15 minutes before someone even like called her professor. And um, then she came out and it was funny because she thought I was the one that like the only one that got robbed. So she came out and she like, first thing she did was hug me. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Because, like, my friend was the one who was, like, crying because she was really upset. And she was standing there crying. And then she was like, wait, you got robbed, too? And I was just like, yeah, we both got robbed, which was ironic because we were both the only students that worked for her on that trip. So, like, she was like, out of all the people that got robbed, it was you, too. And she was like, I've never dealt with this before because she was like, we never had students that got robbed on this trip before. And I was like, yep, just my luck. Of course, I'm going to get robbed. That's so scary, though. Like, you always have that idea or not that idea, but that thought of like, these things can happen. And then when you're on the trip, you're like, okay, it's not gonna really happen to me. But then when it happens to you, you're like all in shock because, you know, I was in shock for the night. Like, I didn't know what to do. And the whole time I was just like going, my phone, (laughs) my phone was there. How am I gonna get it back? And then my friend was like, you're more worried about your phone than your passport. Because she's like, how are we gonna get back to the States without our passport? Because our passport was in there. Because in um, Cuba, you have to use your passports for all like foreigners to exchange money. And we were planning on exchanging money that day. So that's why we had our passports in there. So we were like, okay, we can't exchange money either. So we don't have our passports. But luckily, our um, professor knew someone in the um, a U.S. embassy in Cuba so we were able to get emergency passports so we were able to make it back here and then you were back with us I know and I like when I called my mom I was like mom I was like I got robbed and I was like I need a new phone please and then she was like okay we'll get you a new phone and then she's like how are you gonna get back and I was like it's okay I was like we're gonna get our passports soon so that was my trip thankfully I made it back I know who knew that all that would happen? Yeah, honestly, did not plan on getting robbed. And then when we came back, anybody knew that we got robbed. Like everyone in the global affairs department just knew about us. 
quite a story. It really is. And I felt bad because I got robbed like at the beginning of the week and I still had a week left. So I didn't have money to exchange. So like all my friends had to end up paying for it. <laughs> like for me, I mean, I paid them back later on, but I felt so bad because I was like, I wish I had like, I had most of my money with me, but I was like, but I can't even exchange money. But did you enjoy your trip overall? I did. We went to a lot of different places. Um, Not only did we like went, go to Havana, we also went to like the countryside. So it was really nice to see different views. And then we also went to the beach as well. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was probably the beach because um, they took us to like this beach house, which was on private like land. So like there was no one else there except for us. And it was really nice because then I got to hang out with my friends and we got to like tan a little bit. And then um. I think that was the night where Matthew and I got together. Aw. So for those who don't know, Nancy went to the, Can I say it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Nancy... Well, actually, why don't you say what happened at the end of 2019? Because then we can segue into the next topic. Okay, so what happened at the end of 2019? Um, So... Actually, it happened at the end of November, but I took like a month break. I took a month break. So I like literally went black on all my social media accounts. I told you guys like I was like I wasn't going to go on, on Snapchat and stuff. But um, it happened like at the end of November, almost December. Um, Wait, what happened? I don't think you said what happened. So um, my ex and I broke up then. <laughs> it was funny because none of you guys knew but like I was just like at a really bad like mental state and I just didn't want to talk to anyone like I didn't even want to talk to my family um yeah. and it was a really messy breakup like for the past actually few months like it hasn't been a really good relationship so I kind of knew it was gonna like happen but I didn't know like when and then at the end I kind of was just like okay whatever but like mm-hmm. I really did love him and like I loved him and then um like when we broke up I was really like sad about it and then I took a whole month off so I just wasn't on social media at all which was what I really needed and then I was just like hey I'm also gonna like you know leave the country again because that was the second time I've left the country because of a guy (laughs) I mean even though it was for like education purposes I also really needed to leave the country because I was like I need to go to a place where I don't have wi-fi I can't think about him you know talk to him um I was kind of actually like I was really sad about it but then at that point I was also over it you know I was over him so I mean I did I loved him but I was over it at that point so um we broke up um you guys knew what was going on (laughs) yeah I wanted to say like from like an outsider's perspective I think at the end of the relationship like we can kind of already tell it was like taking a toll on you it really was. It was taking really a mental toll on me. Like I had um a lot of anxiety like cuz um he would probably like bail on me like 90% of the time for any like scheduled like like stuff that we were planning on doing. Like he would not show up at all. And so like and on my birthday he didn't show up either. So like yeah. Maybe like I think around like August or like September that was when I kind of just like fell out of love with him. Like I was just like no, like I I don't really like him, but I mean I'm going to try and work it out because like yeah. I don't really give up cuz like we've been together for over like 2 years. And then um we ended up breaking up and then so I just like 
I just like was like no I need a break like this is too much for me and I was like I know it's bad for my mental health as well so I just delete well I deleted everything and I just didn't go on I felt bad for you guys because I didn't respond to anything like I was just straight up goodbye (laughs) and I was like I'm really sorry about that but like I just couldn't handle it like at that point and then that's when I ended up going to Cuba and then I felt like you guys were probably all very shocked I mean you guys took it very well when I came back and I was like I have a boyfriend (laughs) when all you guys weren't sure I mean you guys probably had a feeling that I broke up with my boyfriend but like it was probably a shock like I left and now I'm back with another guy but like I honestly really love Matthew like he's a really good guy so I'm really glad No, from, like, the short time that I know of Matthew, I can tell that he's a very good guy compared to your previous relationships. I mean, like, we're going to – we talked a little bit about, like, how that relationship didn't work out. But do you think it was, like, a toxic relationship? Yeah, it was definitely a toxic relationship. Um, The main thing was that we had really bad communication. And um, I always tried to communicate, but the thing is he – wouldn't want to like so every time I got too upset or like mad and I wanted to talk it through he would just you know completely shut off and not respond to me like some days he would go weeks without talking to me Mm -hmm. and it really took like a mental toll on me because I was just like I don't know if he's ever gonna respond and then he would say like just give me a few days or give me a week or give me a month and I just I didn't like that Yeah, I remember, like, you didn't, I, like, I know you as a person, like, you want to talk things out in the moment, like, you would give someone their space, but, like, you want to figure things out, and then I remember he would be like, oh, I need, like, a few days, or, or he goes, like, a few days or a few weeks without talking to you, and then I, like, saw it in you, you, you would say, like, I'm fine with it, I'm fine with it, but I, like, knew inside you weren't really fine with it, but you would just say you're fine with it because, like, you loved him, and, like, you just didn't want things to, like, end. Yeah, I know. Because Annie, every time, like, I would be really upset. Because she seen me cry more than anyone. She and Anna, um, she would see me cry a lot. Because I was really upset. Like, the whole, like, the past whole year. Like, it's probably been, like, a really bad relationship. And so, every time, like, I'm upset, she's always there to comfort me. And she's always, like well, like, is he, do you think, like, if you stay with him, like, it, he would make you happy for the rest of your life, which, I mean, every time she said that, I wanted to stay with him, but I knew he wasn't going to make me happy. Yeah, and it's a very hard pill to swallow when you realize, like, someone that you thought was good, and you had such a, like, high expectation of them. It's mm-hmm. hard to swallow that they're not that person you had in mind. Yeah, and it's also really, like, disappointing when, like, you know, you guys had it good for, like, the first, like, at least first year, and everything was good, and then all of a sudden, it just, you know, stopped being good, and then you're kind of like, what happened? Like, I want to go back to that, but it's kind of hard. Like, you can't just go back. Yeah, and, like, that's the whole point of dating as well, is to get to know somebody and to work things out with people, and if it doesn't work out with them, then, like, long term, then, you know, it's not going to work out because you can't even make it through that, you know? Yeah, that's one of the big things for a relationship. I think you have to be really upfront with everything before, like, you start a relationship. I mean, it is getting about knowing people, but, like, you can't have someone just, like, randomly, like, telling you something really serious, like, months later, because then you're like, oh, 
because um our relationship started going downhill when he started getting like really distant like he it was good for like the first year like he would talk to me it'd be fine um and then all of a sudden like he'd randomly just go distant and wouldn't respond to anything wouldn't talk to me for like days and even weeks and then all of a sudden he was just like I have really bad depression and I was like oh he didn't tell me this like at the beginning because I was like I would have been more understanding if he told me in the beginning rather Mm -hmm. than being like why aren't you responding to me and then I would sometimes get mad if you wouldn't respond but I'm like if you told me from the beginning like I wouldn't have like reacted the way I like did yeah and I guess that's like something that he maybe has learned and so his next relationship he can be better at that but you definitely learned a lot from your past two relationships past two really really toxic relationships yeah you don't know which one's more toxic honestly I don't even know either (laughs) um but going back to it do you think it like affected your self-esteem like coming, being in those relationships, but also coming out of them. Yeah, so it really did because for both, I, well, especially after the first relationship, I needed like constant reassurance. That was mm-hmm. kind of my thing. Like I needed to know that like everything was fine. And like, it was just like my thing because I had a lot of anxiety after that. So going in, I was trying, um, going into like my second relationship, I was trying to like, you know, tell myself, this isn't the same guy, it's another guy. So you can't like, um, bring like what happened from the past relationship towards like the uh, new relationship. So I was trying to like separate the two. But like, through my last relationship, like, I still was really like, I need a constant reassurance. But the thing is, um, he when he started getting distant, like he couldn't give me constant reassurance. And uh, that's how we ended up going through like a month break. And then we went through a breakup. And then, like, it wasn't even a month later after the breakup, like, then he was, like, every, like, I want to get back together and stuff. But then even after that, like, I still wasn't sure because he didn't make me feel like everything was fine. And he didn't make me, like, feel like I was a priority. Like, he made me feel like I was, like, the end, (laughs) like, the last thing. And I think, like, in relationships, obviously, you don't have, you shouldn't have to rely on other people, like, the other person to give you reassurance but I think at the same time when you're starting to get into a relationship or in a relationship I think it's part of the relationship that you have to like just remind your partner that like you're their person and like you know what I mean like yeah yeah I know what you mean like I don't want someone to think that like they're my like the only person there and like that's gonna put a lot of pressure on them because they're gonna think that like I'm the only person I can run to uh, like they can run to um Mm -hmm. but I just want them to know like at least give me some kind of reassurance if like you're not making me feel secure so that's yeah yeah I agree and so I guess my last question to you is what have you learned from all these experience the last two specifically um, I have learned to just go with the flow. Not <laughs> that's been my motto ever since because I can't plan things out. What? Isn't it hard though? It is hard because I'm the type of person that wants to know everything. Like I need to have it planned. I need to know like what's going to happen next because I don't like knowing what's going to happen next. But mm-hmm. um I decided to just like go with the flow because if I keep planning stuff or like 
hoping that certain things will happen the way I want them to happen. I tend to get disappointed or like I tend to have too high expectations. So yeah, yeah and it really takes like a mental like toll on my health. So I'm like, I just have to like, just relax, let like whatever happened, happen. Because honestly, I can't control what's gonna happen. So I was just yeah. like, I'm just gonna go with whatever it is. Um, I definitely told myself to not base my worth based on like what someone else thinks of me. So just because my exes didn't treat me like, right, like don't, like, I wouldn't like think of myself as like any less than that. Like I'm, I love myself. It's all yeah. about self love now. Yeah. Um, I really learned to just, you know, um, focus on myself, um, be happy with myself first before, like, I met anyone, so, like, when I was in Cuba, I was actually in a really good mental space, so I wasn't planning on finding anyone either, and it just happened, and it's been, like, the best thing ever that's happened in my life. I mean, the last thing we expected you from, like, coming back from Cuba is with a boyfriend. I know, it, it's really a surprise because honestly I didn't expect it either because when I went to Cuba I was just like this is my getaway you know from Mm -hmm. everything like just a chance for me to like you know start over have like a breath of fresh air and then um come back and then just refocus on everything but then Mm -hmm. when I was there it was a really different like environment and it was like a different like I don't know like aura or something like I was talking to like a bunch of my friends there and I just felt like everything was fine and I like when I met Matthew I was just like oh like I don't know if it's gonna be a thing but then it ended up being a thing Mm -hmm. so I was just like okay I'm just you know once again gonna go with the flow and see where it goes and now we're here (laughs) I know now we're here best thing ever (laughs) that's happened (laughs) wow thank you so much for sharing your story and having this little catch up with me yeah of course it was so nice to be here with you thank you for inviting me I'm so, like, I can't wait to see you in person again. I'm so tired of being locked up in my house. Yeah, I feel like I can't go anywhere. Like, I can't, like, go to a restaurant or anything because everything's all takeout or delivery now. So can't catch up with anyone. Um, So I can't wait to see, like, you guys hang out with everyone. Maybe plan a trip (laughs) for the summer. I really want to, but we'll see. But that is it for today. Thank you again, Nancy, for coming on and sharing your stories. Hope you guys got some stuff out of it or just had some type of entertainment for the last 30, 40 minutes. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening on today's episode on the Hello 20s podcast. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Y-U-A-N-X-Q-I-U. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode.